Future Pulse, Patients First, investigating innovative cardiovascular research with a patient-oriented clinical outcome focus. I'm Dr. Thomas Nero, clinical and interventional cardiologist and director of cardiovascular research at CAFC. Good afternoon and welcome to Patient Pulse. Today I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Elizabeth Ophelia and Iana Labard. Dr. Ophelia is a nationally and internationally recognized cardiologist practicing at the Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia. She has 30 years of experience studying, treating heart disease with a focus on cardiovascular disparities in the African-American community, as well as women's health. Dr. Ophelia serves on the executive committee of the Association of Black Cardiologists and is the immediate past board chair and the first female president of the ABC. And now she's leading the African-American Heart Study which is going to be looking at lipid metabolism in the African-American community. Also joining us is Iana Labard. Iana is a clinical research fellow at Cardiology Associates in Fairfield County, and she's actually been involved in bringing patients into the trial. So Dr. Ophelia, so tell us a little bit about what brought on the ideas for this trial and why you think that this is going to be important. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Nero. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here with Iana to have this discussion. The African-American Heart Study was really designed to address a gap in our understanding of how high cholesterol and specifically high lipoprotein, little a, as we call it, which is LPA, affects the risk for heart disease, especially in Blacks. What we do know is that the levels are higher in Blacks, and that's across all uh, dimensions, whether you're a Black African, Black Haitian, or Black American, there's that ancestry link to it. And so the idea is to see what is the overall risk contribution to that lipoprotein A in Blacks. And we do know that Blacks in general have higher rates of heart disease, even for the same levels of, of cholesterol. And the same is true combinations of blood pressure and diabetes. And so all of those social determinants combined leading to risk, we are trying to figure out in this African-American heart study, what is the contribution of LPA in the backdrop of those additional risk factors? We have 35 sites, that's our target, we're almost there, that are participating. And the idea here is actually to look at individuals who have either had a cardiac event, which means they could have had a heart attack, they could have had a, a PCI or bypass surgery or had an intervention to a leg artery. So something that has resulted in atherosclerosis leading to an event, or they don't have any of these factors. They will come into the study and have all kinds of labs done. The study was designed specifically to make it easier for community-based practices to participate. It is one visit in the doctor's office, but there's going to be processing of samples, et cetera. As you know, we do value the patient's time. We don't take your time for granted, so we want to make sure we appropriately compensate you for taking time to be a part of our research. The other piece about this study that's important is we're calling it a pragmatic study, which means we're trying to use data the way it comes out in clinical practice. So we go into the electronic medical records as a part of this study. So everybody who's participating signs up with the Health360X platform, which is a, a platform that's designed to help anybody to manage their health. But as a part of that, we're able to also pull data from the electronic medical records. 
I know this is a lot to say in one whole conversation, and Yana's going to break it down for us. It's, it, sounds, it sounds like you've been you practiced about that. But before, Yana, uh, one question is, can you explain where lipoprotein A, little a, where that sits within cholesterol metabolism in general and why we're concerned about it? Yes, that's a very, very good question. So lipoprotein little a is actually a type of LDL cholesterol. You guys remember LDL, low-density lipoprotein, is what we all call the bad cholesterol. The, the difference is it has a, a protein around it that is different, and that protein actually has more of a risk driver for blood clotting, for inflammation. So it just it seems to pack a much more powerful punch as a, as a bad cholesterol. And that's why we're trying to understand just how bad, especially in those individuals like African-Americans who seem to be born with higher levels. I should also mention that for, the, for our listeners, the thing about it is unlike the traditional LDL cholesterol, which is the traditional bad cholesterol where you can be very active, exercise and diet and try to bring it down, the level of LP little h stays relatively stable from when you're five years old. It does not change which then makes it even more relevant that we find out how to control that risk factor, indeed, if it's leading to so much damage with uh, the blood vessels. And currently, none of our therapies work to lower lipoprotein little a, so statins don't work, all these new medications don't work. And so it's left really untreated, unchecked, although there are some trials to look at therapy in lipoprotein a that are currently ongoing. Yeah. Uh, so Iana, so you've been involved with um, bringing patients into the yeah. trial. Uh, can you describe what their experience is when they come in and meet with you and talk about uh, the trial itself and how it goes? So ideally, I do call them beforehand. I give them like a snippet because if I did everything on the phone, we'll be talking forever. Um, <laughs> so when they do come in, I try my best to explain everything to them. Um, like you said previously, some people come in and they have a general knowledge of what cholesterol is, what having a heart attack is. But I always, on my end, I like to explain everything. Also, I realize that people are excited about joining the trial, but it's all more just about being like interpersonal and explaining everything that you're doing. I realize that a lot of African Americans, they are just still skeptical about doing research i feel like it doesn't even matter if you have like a african-american again being the lead being the face of something they're still gonna have like the skepticism even if like you're their black cardiologist they're still like ah, i don't know yeah <laughs> um i think what kind of for me my strategy was more again being interpersonal explaining stuff and then also tell them that, hey, this is actually a trial that's meant directly for you guys. So in the long run, you can't say, oh, research isn't meant for people like us. But now we have something for you guys. So when the time comes when they create a drug for African-Americans, they know how it reacts on you. So when I tell them that, that's usually like the the golden line, kind of. <laughs> um but sometimes I still end up getting like patients that still are skeptical. But I think that also goes back to, I think like previous bias. 
One, one of the other pieces I think that's really important is how, like you were saying, how it's that interpersonal relationship that you're having with those patients. When we look at clinical trials in general, patients that are in the clinical trials, even when they're getting placebo, do better than patients who are outside of clinical trials because they're coming back into the office, they have that relationship, they're, they're getting more information back and forth from the clinical research fellows like you. And that's actually an add-on to them. Right. Have you, have you, Ayana, have you noticed any other difficulties other than bringing patients into the trial or to trying to get them to be enthusiastic? Because it, it turns out, I think that your enthusiasm are, you know, shines through. Not necessarily for what I've seen so far. Our site, we're still in the beginning phases of it, but I do like the concept of the Health 360. I think it does give a good amount of knowledge for them to do on their own. And for also as us research coordinators to look at. And Dr. Ophelia, if you want to talk about three six uh, health three sixty a bit, because it's something that probably a lot of people don't have experience with. Right. Thank you so much, Yana, for that shout out. So the Health Three Sixty X platform came out of Morehouse School of Medicine, received a patent in two thousand twelve, and specifically to help patients with multiple chronic conditions self-monitor and manage their health. So it works with coaches so that, for example, for those patients with high blood pressure, we find that then monitoring the blood pressure and having an engagement with the provider or coach help them to control that better. So our studies were being done uh, with NIH funding in the beginning. And then when COVID came, the doctors asked us, can we just use this to help with our patients. And it really was very helpful. So they did some remote monitoring. Patients, as you know, were not coming in, which means they could just communicate with the doctors through the portal to say, okay, this is my blood pressure. What should I do? And that everybody really, the doctors liked it, the patients liked it. So we are going beyond that now, uh, in, in even in, in care and population management. I do want to come back to what you said about... Um, the patients liking it because they can monitor. What you're going to find as you get comfortable with this is patients actually, we built in a, a component into the study where patients can find out about their results. So this is called returning of results. We kind of took that playbook from the All of Us study. And the reason it's important once that starts going through, because the results are batched, and by the time I think you guys get a few enrolled, we will be talking to you about returning results. We built that in. We said the patients for doing the FENEX survey, which is a social determinant, and agreeing to be on a, a half-hour Zoom with the health coach to learn about your results, but also learn about what you could do for yourself and your community if you happen to have high LP little a. We insisted on that component because we thought it was really important that patients, this is not a drug study, by the way. That's another thing that Patients like that it's not a drug study, but we also want them to know you can still get value here with this new knowledge. So again, I think as you get comfortable with the study, that's probably a part of it that will be, you'll find that patients will appreciate down the road. Okay. So Dr. Afili, um, given all the success you had in research in your past, um, what was your strategy to getting African-Americans more open and accepting to research now? 
You know, I think that's a very, very good question, Yana. And one of the things that we started to do early on is really meet people where they are. Recognize that people are dealing with various things. And they said, you know, when you go in and say, I'm wanting to do a study on heart failure or whatever it is you're recruiting for, we find that having some screening effort to say, okay, we're going to screen because not everybody has access to see a doctor when they, they want to see a doctor. And the screenings, especially because of high blood pressure being so common, and sometimes, again, we will add glucose and, and lipids as a part of the screening. People like to get that information back about their health. And so in the beginning with Morehouse, we were going out and doing that. And then later on, we got a mobile unit and we use the mobile unit. It has a, like almost like a, a mobile exam, two exam rooms, echo, EKG, blood, blood station, take it out to the community where people, you know, even outside of Atlanta, where people couldn't necessarily come in to to be seen. So I think it's that, uh, making it more convenient, um, giving them something of value to say, oh, yeah, we're not just going to study you. We're going to give you some information that hopefully helps you as you navigate your own health. But, but I, I also think the other piece, Ayana, which you mentioned earlier is, just being upfront with them in terms of, okay, if this is a drug study, people are going to say, well, I am not, I don't want to be a guinea pig. But then say to them, if we don't understand how this works in black people, that means your doctor won't have enough information the next time you have that problem or your family have that problem. And that, that means we're guessing because we just don't know. And they really, uh, that resonates with people when they know that that means there's a gap in, in, in the knowledge that we have. Okay. We go into the community with a team that understands the community because they, they do look for that. They, they look for that. They want to see, um, do you care about us at all? Or are you just here to collect information and then leave? And then I think the other thing you were sort of alluding to there is even when you have finished the research, coming back with some information, oh, this is what we found. Or when in our case with this study, we're going to share results with each person. But if some studies don't have that because it's a drug study, it waits for approval. But if a drug is approved and people were a part of it, Invite them. So, you know, this drug has been approved and because you are part of the study, we have a chance to treat you if you're interested. So I think all of that, people know that they're not just quote unquote a guinea pig, but they, they're contributing to discovery and that has meaning and value to the broader community. And what are you recommending in patients who have elevated lipoprotein little A's, uh, whether they have coronary disease or not? I'm eager yeah. to hear your, your, your I thoughts. I know, very, very good question. I think you know the answer to that because right now we follow the guidelines. The guidelines say control every other risk factor because we, we're still, we don't have a drug, but we know that, you know, if you stop smoking, you're exercising, you make sure your lipids are under control, it will bring down the risk. You probably won't eliminate it until we figure out what that contribution is from this. But right now, that is essentially all we can do is say, just be more attentive to your overall cardiovascular risk as we hopefully move quickly to, and effectively, I should say, to potential therapies. 
I have a feeling that your results are going to be better than what we're actually seeing in the real world because you're going to be intervening on everyone's care. You're actually two groups here that you're going to be comparing, but both of the groups are getting that intervention yep. of the improved the coaching and the improved diet, uh, dietary counseling and all those other yep. things. So exactly. That's going to be very, very exciting. Thank you. We are excited. And again, we're grateful that you guys are on board. Well, Dr. Ophelia and Iana, thank you so much, both of you, for taking your time today to be involved with this podcast. I'm very excited about the registry. I think the African American Heart Study is going to be groundbreaking in the kind of information that we're getting out of it and uh, the treatment of this really important population. So uh, do you have any last words of uh, encouragement before we stop today, Dr. Ophelia? Yes, yes. Thank you, Dr. Nero. Again, Nayana and your entire team, we're so excited that you're part of this study. We look forward to your enrollment like you've done in other studies, but I think more importantly, making a difference in people's knowledge and understanding of cardiovascular risk in doing that from day one as they're participating. Thank you very much and excited to be here. And Iana, anything that you want to tell future patients who are going to be involved with this registry and on, on the way out? Uh, it's just simple. Just join the trial. It's really beneficial to you. All right. Just join the trial. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you both. And I look forward to hearing the results when they start coming out. And I'm sure we'll be in touch with information as it comes along. Thank you both again. Thank you. Thank you.